Warning, this podcast contains strong language, graphic nudity, and depictions of extreme stupidity and is meant only for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Or not, you do you. What's up? I'm Amanda. I already don't like this. (laughs) Why do you keep being dumb? (laughs) And this is the worst podcast on Mars. Emphasis on worst. Reviews Days Edition. This is the podcast where we talk music album by album. And this week we're doing Merciful Fates, Melissa. Evan, tell me the date it was released. I knew I was forgetting to do something. Did you not? Look at that. Seriously, every week you have one job. October of ninety or of eight of ninety three of eighty three. I couldn't see the exact date. I think it's the thirtieth. So forty years old. Yep. Like me. Yay. So I'm gonna give you a little bit of history about this album. Melissa's the debut album for Merciful Fate and is named after a human skull. The album as a whole is known for their subject matter, which covers the occult, demonology, witchcraft, and Satanist stuff. (laughs) Satanist stuff. (laughs) This album has a lot of crossover with the metal world. Metallica, having released Kill 'Em All just a few months earlier, were huge fans of Merciful Fate's 1982 self-titled mini-LP, which apparently is often referred to as Nuns Have No Fun. So when the band released Melissa, Metallica not only became huge cheerleaders and supported them, they would go on to record four songs from this album as part of a medley on their 1998 release, Garage Inc. Which I could be wrong, but I think some of that is the first recordings with Newstead. It's... I think it's the 598 EP is the first recordings with it. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Merciful Fate and not Metallica. You were the one that brought up Metallica. This is your fault. The author of my resource, Jay Bennett, noted that Melissa hit the metal world like a shrieking hammer to the face. Great. (laughs) Fun fact. In 1985, the Parents Music Resource Center, or PMRC if you're nasty, put Into the Coven in their Filthy 15 list due to their occult content. In 2017, Rolling Stone named the album at number 17 on their list of the 100 greatest metal albums of all time. So, I thought that was kind of interesting. I have two resources. Thank you to Merciful Fate, Melissa by Jay Bennett, published February 23rd, 2011 on decibelmagazine.com. And thank you to Album of the Week, Melissa, Merciful Fate by The Saw, (laughs) published October, no, that's August, August 21st, 2019 on WKNC.org. So the way we do these is the person who picked it has to say why they picked it, and the person who didn't pick it has to give their review first. So you know, sure shit, I didn't pick this. Evan, why'd you pick it? Because it's an album. Okay, so a <laughs> couple things, and one I learned from watching you. You picked things that turned 40 this year. Yes, I did. Because I turned 40 this year. So I had... I wanted to try and do something like this i was trying to find things in this genre that were bathory was on my list but that was a i think 84 
Venom was on my list early black metal, but I think that was 82. So I, I'm trying to find something in it and I'm like, oh, okay, I know this band. This is October of 83. We're doing it. Good enough reason. Um, we're looking at something that's very influential on thrash metal, black metal, death metal, all of those. All those kind of things fit in spooky season. Okay, good. Check. Uh, the PMRC Filthy 15 list. Okay, good. Check. Uh, this will piss a man off. Okay, great. Check. <laughs> Double check. Um, the... There was the... I think we talked about it in the Black Sabbath reviews days. The Loudwire video series of 50 Years of Heavy Metal. Mm-hmm. There was one on Corpse Paint which is face paint as part of the act, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yes, Kiss uses face paint, but it's not tied to the music, per se. King Diamond, which is a, which is a side project. Well, I don't know which is the side project, if him's and which is his main project, mm-hmm. but he is also part of Merciful Fate. He... His face paint has a lot to do with the music. So, a very big name in the terms of corpse paint and production and theatricality. Okay, there's more check marks. You know, it's it's what it... It marked all the boxes for a good spooky, good kind of metal album. You know, influences and all that. And I knew, kind of going into it, that this is not necessarily payback, but this was part of the, this is what sparked the trade that we made for September. Right. Because I had the other three set up, and I specifically added this one in mm-hmm. to make, to finalize the trade. Yeah. So, and you did explain some of that to me in trying to negotiate and reason with me on why I should give up my spooky picks for one you of my can't favorite, reason with you for one of my favorite months you were like guess what I'm taking all of your picks and I said fuck you and you were like but listen to my reasons I brought logic into the conversation which is not a thing you do often so I was kind of impressed that you at least brought the whole like it's it turns 40 this year so i was like okay well i guess that makes sense and then i just didn't want to listen to you talk anymore so i just gave in which is how 98 percent of our quote-unquote arguments work because i just you're just like fine whatever (laughs) don't care enough so it um i i get your reasons for the pick so i'm not gonna say they're good reasons i get you i think it's a good start to spooky season yeah. So, you want me to give my review now? I have a feeling I know what your review is going to be, but go ahead. Okay. So, I had never heard of this band or album, ever. I think you have heard of King Diamond, though. Yes, I have. Um, so, when you had approached me with these trade negotiations for September and October, you told me that you wanted this one because it came out 40 years ago. And I was like, great. Now, who are they? I had a feeling I wouldn't like this one, but then I did the little bit of research on it, and I have to say I was intrigued. 
I thought it might be the type of metal sound that I don't like, but since everything I read about it was just a glowing review, I was very interested. So the way that I do these little mini ones is I go track by track. So we'll start off with Evil. Right off the bat, I knew I was right about the sound. I don't like the higher pitch slash screechy guitars or screamy voice that's usually associated with this type of metal. It's why I don't like Metallica or Iron Maiden or a lot of other metal bands you enjoy, so pass on this one. Curse of the Pharaohs. I really liked the way this one started. The guitars just sounded so great right away. However, that was literally it. Pass. <laughs> Into the Coven. I was really surprised by this one. It started off so different from the other two that I had to actually check to make sure I was still listening to the album. This was the lighter metal sound that I do like. Then came the voice. <laughs> I just don't like it. The song as a whole was okay. I liked it a lot better than the first two, but because of the voice, I didn't keep it. I know I would just continually skip over it. Like I would listen to the few bars at the beginning and then skip. So uh, next one, at the sound of the demon bell. It was kind of the same for this one. It started off great for me, but then the voice just turned me off. Black Funeral, same for that one, skip. Uh, Satan's Fall, the music wasn't bad for this one. It made me think of Ghost Cover Phantom of the Opera. There's a lot going on in that song. Uh -huh. if, if you look at it, it's a very long track and there's like, I think I saw there's like 16 different main mm -hmm. riffs for it. But it made me think in the beginning, it made me think of Ghost's cover of Phantom of the Opera, which I say it that way because I've never heard Iron Maiden's version of it that I can recall. Um, but like the others, the voice just killed it for me. So I passed. And Melissa. This one was okay. It sounded a bit different from the others, but it was still a no-go for me. So overall, surprised. I loved it. No, I, I didn't like it. it. It's definitely a keeper for metalheads. It's a great metal album. Like I said, I was very intrigued by it, especially since it was held in such high regard by Metallica. However, it was exactly what I was expecting from a metal album from this time period. I didn't like the voice and guitars here, so I was quickly put off by it. I wasn't offended by the subject matter here, the occult and witchcraft and all that jazz. I love spooky stuff, and I validate your pick for this one in October. It's just the overall sound, so I'm, I'm passing on the entire thing. So <laughs> I wrote keeping. Nope. Uh, rating. For me, I gave it a D-, minus, but in terms of its place in the metal world and how high it's regarded by critics and other huge metal bands alike, I give it an A. Okay. So I, I can see the value of it. But it's just, I, my ear holes yeah, I stand at. Yeah. King Diamond's an acquired taste. Yes. That he's, is a good way to put it. That's, he's very known for his voice. Yeah. Let, let's leave it at that. Yeah. So, I'm going to skip over my review for a second, and then I'll come back to it. So, I had a comparison when I was listening to it, and I was thinking, oh, this is more evil judas priest <laughs> okay you know it, it's it sounds like judas priest he's got that range to it but the themes are a little bit darker and then so for this whole music project i added all of king diamond stuff and all of merciful fate stuff mm -hmm. you know that, that's just my next round of albums it's only it's not that many albums it's not gonna take me that long to get through and i'm listening to it more and King Diamond is 
definitely heavier. And Merciful Fate's coming on, and I'm thinking, I have a better way to describe this for Amanda. This is what would happen if Getty Lee joined Black Sabbath. Yeah. You are absolutely not wrong. You know, especially on He's some a of the good voice. I, I can't stand. You're not it's wrong. Especially some on the later stuff. Oh my god! Or on the other Merciful Fate albums where it's not as fast at some points. You know, it sounds. It's got that just the guitar driven, and then it goes into it. Yeah. Oh my god! And now that you hear that comparison, you think, yeah, that is exactly what this is for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I don't think I've ever really gotten into King Diamond or Merciful Fate. It's one of those that it's kind of like Judas Priest, where I know I know of them. Judas Priest, I've kept more just because I've gotten through their entire catalog before. I don't think there's anything that they put out that I'm going to keep. But if it was, if I'm listening to an early '80s metal station and they come on, I'm not going to skip it. Right. Yeah, I know yeah. I'm going to know that it's them because I'm going to be able to hear the voice. You know, it's a very distinct sound and I think it fits this kind of thing. It's um it's not ritually, but it's it's definitely more that that scream like the the horror scream to it. Like like one of the scream queens kind of thing mm-hmm. it's got that kind of quality to it so it's it's not a bad album it's just not something that i i can agree with you on the voice that i think that is what turns me off of them mm-hmm. musically i love it you know, i just i've said it before he's an acquired taste and i don't think i have that acquired taste yet mm-hmm. it's possible that the more i listen to it so I think I did keep one song. I have to go through my mix playlist real quick. But there was a... What song did I keep? I kept... Oh, I thought I added one. Apparently not. I could have sworn that I did. But it's one of those like, oh, okay. that You can listen to it. It'd be like, this is... I can see myself listening to... A couple songs here and there, but not as a whole catalog. So I still think it's probably in the range of a B, B plus. Mm-hmm. But it's also more my style than yours. So. Right, right, and I, I kind of knew that. Like I said, going into it, I, I kind of knew what to expect, and it's more often than not. I don't like your picks, so that kind of told me right away that I wasn't going to like I mean, you don't like anything I like. Right. You're no fun. Right. But, yeah, like I said, I... I... Holy Water. I did keep one. It's off of uh, Into the Unknown, which is 96, apparently. Mm -hmm. I I knew I was going to struggle with it, but I can appreciate... What it is. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the influence that it had on the later... Because this is around the same time frame as Venom and Bathory. And those are early, early black metal. Especially, right. I think, Norway. 
there's some interest that was a that was the hotbed of stuff for it was more scandinavia for mm-hmm. that black metal yeah so i mean not a bad pick for october i think if you were to pick it at any other time of the year i wouldn't be as forgiving i'll but pick it in february for a romantic album good god thank you for listening i'm just ending it thank you for listening you can find us on instagram and threads at worst pot on mars and Facebook at Worst Podcast on Mars. You can leave us a rating, leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to this to. And if it's a good five-star review, I'll read it here. Um, what if it's a crappy one-star review? Then I will cry myself to sleep. Um, send us a suggestion for these Tuesday episodes. You can do so at worstpodonmars at gmail.com. And come back on Fridays where we do long episodes where we pull an album from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's list of 200 definitive albums and we give you the history behind it and all that good stuff. Evan's going to fall asleep. Okay, bye!